0: The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com Hey everyone, Joe Costello back with you. Hidden Horsepower presented by Total Seal, another episode. And before we get to our guests, I want to remind everybody, Apple Podcasts, write a review. Those reviews and recommendations and five stars going a long way to helping a lot of other people find this podcast plus the total brand new website it's great stuff we're on spotify we're on soundcloud and i just want to th- say thank you to all the people who are reaching out about the show we've had some great episodes but this one it may top them all before we tell you about our guest let's bring in the co-host of the show he is the director of technical sales at total seal mr keith jones keith how are you
1: I'm doing great, Joe. I hope everybody out there is uh, having a great day. It's uh, 64 degrees here in Phoenix. The sun's shining. The hot weather is finally broken. I, I don't w- know what more we could ask for.
0: When you got going, you know Hartford says we're going to start doing some different kind of promotion stuff. Did you realize you were going to be pumping out these podcasts like you know every couple of weeks we're getting you on? The co-hosting duties have really shot through the roof. Were you aware it was going to be like
1: this? I didn't even know what a podcast was at that point in time. I kept looking at that app on my phone going, what the heck does that do? (laughs) We'll see. Now I'm knee-deep into this thing and having a ball.
0: That's great. The feedback that I'm getting is tremendous. I know you're getting a lot as well. And it's going to be because of shows like this one we're about to have. Chris Holbrook, Holbrook Racing Engines, hardcore Ford guy, three-time N D winner, former mountain motor pro-stock world champion in the IHRA, and has dived into this whole Coyote dual overhead cam supercharged world like nobody else. It's been amazing. I can't wait to talk to this guy. What do you think of Chris?
1: I think he's a... Like I say, you know, a, a trendsetter, a pioneer, he has dove into this thing, as you just stated, like you know, like nobody else has done. It's been amazing working with Chris on this thing and seeing, you know, the, the horsepower level and the potential uh, that is there to be unleashed in this beast. Uh, you know, Chris and I go way back, again, back to the mountain motor days and talking skinny rings and big RPM, and, and, and now it's you know boost and and again how much rpm can we turn and how much power can we make uh you know i love it any chance i get to talk with you and brainstorm on this thing
0: what i find to be interesting and i think a lot of people do is that so much of racing is refining to find that little incremental hidden horsepower if you will but these platforms that he's working on they still haven't been maxed out yet and so he's finding big chunks and doing big things and he'll bring a car out and it'll run whatever and then he'll disappear for a little while and come back and you'll see a major quantum leap forward and that's why we're going to dive in with him right now he joins us from michigan which he's uh claiming it's in the 70s nobody believes that mr chris holbrook chris welcome to hidden horsepower
2: well thanks for having me on and uh you guys are a a couple of great guys you know Joe and Keith and uh and believe it or not it is 78 degrees here in Michigan today and uh we're we're in got the door open in the shop and we're enjoying this nice weather
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. You deserve it. Obviously, we know that's going away, you know, maybe tomorrow, but you deserve it while you've got it. So Chris, let's talk a little bit about your uh, you know, the transformation. Talk about being an innovator. You were a mountain motor pro stock guy. Then you really kind of got heavy involved with the Ford program and the Samtech factory stock showdown. You put some ETs up that, frankly, incredible to see a factory car do that. But everybody likes to know, how did you get started? And I know with just like many others, your dad played a huge role.
2: Yeah, of course, you know, uh, I remember being a a kid, and my dad had his own shop, and I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but I remember walking out in the parking lot, and here's this school bus, and it said, Loretta Lynn uh, Country Shindig, Ricky Smith, and, you know, back in the day, my dad did some uh, 351 Cleveland work on uh, Ricky's Block and um, stuff like that, and it just, I just remember... I just remember that bus, you know, and, and the car sitting on the back of it, and it's just it's just a great memory, you know. And my dad always raced uh, stock and super stock with uh, his Cobra Jet Mustang, and it's uh, just it was, just, uh, it was uh, great great memories, you know.
0: Amazing stuff. Now the connection to Ford, being in Michigan, dad being a, a racer, engine builder. Is there any? Was there any? connection with Ford like working at or someone in the family or some sort of direct connection I shouldn't use that because the Mopar term but some sort of direct <laughs> connection to the blue oval or were you guys just passionate Ford guys from jump
2: you know I, my dad was just a passionate Ford guy right from the the jump and then uh, you know he started working on the FE engines and you know he was really successful in doing the uh, the 428s and the 427s and You know, he was actually in 1975 Hot Rod magazine, and, uh, you know, they did a big full article on him, and they named him Captain Cobra Jet at that time, and, you know, uh, I think he just loved the, you know, the Ford FE engine, you know, and uh, that's just what got it started, and he was always a Ford guy, and, you know, it's, and Ford's in my blood, you know, so it it just continues on.
0: The... Brand loyalty that has built drag racing and motorsport to what it is right now that people love, frankly. Uh, you know, win on Sunday, sell on Monday, we think about that. Like you guys are part of that, and I love it. But we've we've seen the factories come, we've seen them go away, we've seen them come back, and right now we're kind of in one of those phases where the factories are back and you've been big into it with your factory stock showdown cars that you run in the NHRA and uh, NMCA. Tell the audience a little bit about that program because you have to use factory parts and so uh, level up the challenge to make sure things live and survive and to get one of those cars to go 750s it's just insanity. We all want to know how you did it.
2: Well, you know, a, a lot of trial and error, you know. But I tell you what, Ford's did a tremendous job in designing this engine. You know, we still use you know factory lifters and rocker arms, and we buzz these things to ten five, ten six, you know, RPM. You know, and uh, a lot of the, you know, a lot of it is in you know the camshaft design and and uh, you know good ring seal. You know, uh, Total Seal has the gapless. Uh, I'm not the gapless, but the, uh, uh, the gas-ported slots in the rings, and, man, that really helped the ring seal because we're not allowed in stock rules to gas-port the pistons. So they come out with these rings, and, man, it, just, it was just a game-changer.
0: Keith, jump in here on that note. We're talking about uh, the gas-ported rings all the time. Here's an example right off the bat of how it was helpful because of the rules. You're not allowed to do certain things. Guess what? We figured another way.
1: It, that, that's the that's really the thing, and and that is a that really is where the whole gas ported ring started. Was it was in the stock class? That's really the original focus for that part. Uh, was you know how do we you know I, I want to say you know beat the rules, but how do we work in the rules, but yet get the ring seal that you know these monstrous engines making you know big horsepower numbers. But, you know this is what it's going to take to seal it up, and. Those are the challenges that we face, and that's just one of the challenges, you know, coming up with, you know, materials that are going to hold up with the heat that these guys are generating, the amount of power, the RPM they're turning, and, you know, pushing that to the next level. And and we're just, you know, that's just us working on the ring side of it for these engines and working with Chris. I can only imagine all the other things that he's had to face as a challenge to work within that set of rules and come up making the tremendous power levels that they're making. It's got to be daunting.
2: Well, I mean, it's very challenging, you know, because, you know, I came from a, a world of, uh, you know, i Mountain Motor Pro Stock. It was, you know, the biggest, you know, like 820 cubic inch, you know, inch 200 lift camshafts, you know, uh, 70 millimeter camcorder. And I mean, it's just big, massive push rods. And, you know, so, you know, stepping back and then like, okay, well, wait a minute, we don't have push rods you know and and you know you 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 just you've got to kind of think backwards you know and it's like now you have got you know your intake cam and your exhaust cam you can play with the timing you know um with 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 with, with you know two intake uh, cams and and two exhaust cams you can play with your cam timing you know just with you know moving a gear you know and um you don't need all that spring pressure uh to handle that push rod and, and everything is just uh, it's just state-of-the-art, you know, and, you know, back then, you know, we were, I think we were making like, uh, oh, I want to say like maybe 1,500 horsepower with the 800-inch motor, and, you know, th- there's, you know, with just a few tweaks on the, our factory stock engine and uh, um, some, you know, a little extra stuff. I mean, we've made close to 1,900 horsepower out of a 327.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm gasping for air over here. Uh, that's that's <laughs> absolutely amazing. And, and then I have to ask the question, Chris. I mean, is that with the factory block on that piece?
2: No, we run a uh, it's it's a block uh, by uh, made by Bear Motors. It's a, it's an aftermarket cast aluminum block. And uh, we that's the only really you know between that and the crankshaft and the rods and the, you know the pistons that's that's the aftermarket parts. But the cylinder heads are factory. Um, The the lifters and the the rocker arms, the adjusters that we use, uh, the followers is all factory.
1: Uh, But the block is uh, made by Bear Motors. Well, I'm going to touch on something real quick, you know, since we're kind of talking about blocks. And this may be interesting to a lot of the listeners with the new, and I know you've messed with some of these, so I'm just kind of after your take on what you do or in some cases you don't do. Uh, I get asked a lot of the time with the, you know, with the new, you know, coated, factory-coated blocks, you know, with the, uh, uh, you know, with that, you know, we'll say, you know, dark plasma moly coating in there. Are you guys honing those, or you just leave them alone? Because I definitely, you know, hear both sides of that story, and I just wanted to kind of get your opinion on that. Uh, you know, some of the listeners may find that interesting. Uh,
2: no, we, we actually hone those. I mean, you can only hone it so much because it's only so thick, but we do hone them. Um, even started out with like the old five four blocks, the ones that were coated. You know, we honed them and we we learned. I think we could only hone them like uh, five to seven thou before the coating got too thin. But um, no, it actually uh, honed uh, quite well. And, and you know, we used an abrasive stone back before we had our new home, but now we're doing it with diamond stones. And we've done it with both the uh, stone combination, and it actually had great success with it.
1: How, are you putting a real glass smooth finish on it, Chris? Or how would you grade that finish? You know, kind of similar to stock, or finer, or rougher? Just like not after specifics, but just you know, just kind of ballpark.
2: No, it's 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 a smooth
1: finish. Excellent. That's kind of what I figured. You know, like I say, you hear both sides of it. You hear guys, oh, you can't hone it, and you hear the guys, you can hone it. And I just wanted to throw that out since we had an expert on the line right now, just to get your input on that. And thank you.
2: Well, you know, we had you know some of the the the, the best uh, you know. Uh, um, blow-by, you know, like non-blow-by on the dyno with that. I mean, it was kind of really worked well, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, and then we started looking at, you know, maybe we can find the person that's doing this for the factory, and it just, I, I, you know, there was a guy, and then, you know, it just, it kind of went out south, so then we just went back to the sleeve, you know.
1: Yeah. I think there's, you know, I, 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 like I say, I don't know exactly who did it from the factory. I think it was originated by Strike Technologies. I'm not 100% sure of that. Um, I do know that there's a, we'll say, a Ur- European version of that. It's called B O R E. S-U-M-E-B-O-R-E. Uh, and they do a very, very similar process. And they've got a location in New York, uh, if I remember correctly, it's in New York State. So that might be something uh, yourself or others could look at doing. I'm pretty sure uh, they have a location there still. Very, yeah, I believe you're right.
0: Very interesting stuff. I, I do want to touch on... We're building to your new project. We're building to that. But I want to keep going on the whole, you know, dual overhead cam aspect of it. I, anyone who's followed, you know, supercars for years and a lot of the Euro stuff, dual overhead cams and that sound, it's just, uh, it, it kind of was a foreign thing for a while. Um, years ago, V8, pushrod, V8, yeah, America. But now you guys have kind of gotten a hold of it and realized all the potential and putting your larger cubic inch American horsepower torque mentality into it. And I referenced that at the start, you're finding large jumps, large amounts of horsepower. You'll bring it out to a race. It'll run a number. You'll go away for a couple months, come back, and you'll run a tenth and a half quicker. And it's pretty amazing how far into the whole coyote development project would you say we are uh one being brand new and 10 being where we are with a 500 cubic inch pro stock engine where they are hunting for one horsepower
2: i'd say we're probably about a seven um you know uh, like i said you know with the with the stock eliminator rules there's only so much you can do and that's why I'm looking so forward to this, this new venture that we're doing. And, you know, I just can't wait to see where we end up. You know, it's going to be a big learning curve, but, uh, I can't wait. And, uh, should be very interesting.
0: So let's let's talk a little bit about it. Anybody that follows you on the social media has noticed that you're taking delivery of you know billet parts, right? And it's like, uh oh, what's he going to do with that? Right, billet, billet, <laughs> billet, coyote block. What are you going to do with that? And so I know that you there's. um you want the element of surprise for the world, but what can you reveal about your latest project? And I've heard some quotes thrown around out there in the, in the neighborhood to paraphrase, like, we're going to find out the true potential of this platform.
2: Yeah, well, you know, uh, Dustin Whipple, uh, Whipple Superchargers, and I, uh, w- you know, we started talking, and, and, you know, I told him, I said, man, it just, it'd be great to see what we can do with, uh, this coyote platform and, uh, you know, Whipple supercharger technology. And, you know, he's working on some new cutting edge, uh, projects and, um, it's going to kind of come together here. And, uh, um, we're going to try, uh, putting in a, like a pro mod chassis and, uh, run some eighth mile pro mod over an NMCA and see what we can do, you know, and, uh, it's it's going to be very interesting. Like I said, a whole new learning curve for me, um, you know, because, you know, we're going to, it's just, you know, running methanol, and uh, this is going to be, we're going to start out with 375 cubic inch, which is kind of a big engine for a coyote, and uh, Whipple's working on uh, some supercharger stuff, and, you know, just this week, uh, we're going to take one of our factory stock engines that we just kind of fine-tuned a little bit, and we're going to try one of the Whipple new 3.8 superchargers on there, and uh, we're going to do uh, some dyno testing and have some uh, videos and share on Facebook and social media, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get up to the 2,000 mark with just the 327 engine.
1: But what kind of, just with that said, I mean, you know, the first thought I'm, I'm over here Googling is Chris is saying this, you know, the McGee, the McGee quad cam, you know, top fuel motor from back in the day, and it's like, you know, give Chris an inch, let's give him a mile. Let's, you know, it's like, how far can you take that platform uh, with the billet block you've got now, Chris? What do you think the cubic inch potential is?
2: Um, well, you know, we still got the bore, you know, the bore spacing to deal with. You know, I think the the max bore in this block is, uh, you know, it's an MMR billet block, and you know, I think the max bore is three seven forty. Uh, we're okay. starting out at three seven twenty five. Um, we're starting out with you know a bigger stroke than what I'm used to on on a coyote. We're going to run you know like a four three hundred, and it gives three seventy five. But uh, MMR claims that they've you know done as as much as four hundred cubic inch. Uh, but uh, we're going to start out with like a three seventy five and uh, just see what we can do.
1: Very cool. That 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 should be like you say going to be insane. That's I, I really look forward to what you guys are going to do with this thing.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. You know, it's like a, I'm starting to order pieces, and they're coming in, and we're we're going with like a Liberty uh, five-speed with a quick drive and a Neil Chance uh, lock-up converter. So it's it's going to be very interesting.
0: What I love about it is that it's uncharted territory, which. You know that's uh, that's where the fun is, right? You're 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 genuinely innovating something. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to perform. You're trying something new because maybe you're going to uncover the next combination that everybody's going to want, and they're going to be calling up Holbrook Racing Engines to buy this thing to be competitive. That's exciting to me.
2: Yeah, and that that's the plan. And you know, it's going to be nice for a change to you know work on something and and try to get the the most out of it and 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 you know I hate saying this but to get get your hands slapped for making uh, too much power you know what I'm saying
0: well, certainly. Unlimited stock eliminator rules, they're they are on you and all these different yep. angles. And running with the other manufacturers that are running pushrod V8s was a challenge uh, in the NHRA, and we've certainly spoken and covered that. Here's an opportunity, and you said it, to truly unleash the potential. And the idea that you can try to run against pro-mod cars in NMCA... Uh, Everything I know about ProMod cars, we kind of have a pretty good idea of how much power they make, how quick and fast they go, and they got a lot more cubic inches than you're going to have. That means you have identified a lot of potential yet to go.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, and it's it's definitely going to be a knife, a knife to a gunfight, you know, starting out, but uh, I'm hoping that uh, we can, you know, uh, put our nose to the grindstone and work on this combo and, and compete with the rest of the competitors, you know?
0: When, what's the timeline? Obviously, we're getting ready for the winter. You're not going to be able to go outside. This seventy-degree day that you're enjoying right now is short, uh, short time. But uh, what is the timeline? Is this uh, you'll be out next season with this?
2: Well, that's the plan. There's uh, eighteen weeks until the first race, and uh, I'm counting every day, you know, and <laughs> and stressing out. But uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're going to try to make the first race and. Uh, and See, thank God that you know we found a car. Uh, it's a brand new uh, Mustang at uh, Racing Specialties uh, uh, over over here in uh, um, Michigan, and uh, it's a brand new car, and uh, it's going to be very interesting.
1: Well, the the, the question I had was, uh,
2: who's going to get to drive this new car, Chris? <laughs> well, me. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, That's kind of what I figured. <laughs> and and now you know. You know, over when we're running factory stock, you know, we're almost thirty six hundred pounds. So, you know, weight isn't really a, a factor because you know we're adding a lot of weight now. You know, we can weigh less. So, uh, guess who's going on a diet? <laughs>
0: wow! Right before the holidays? No way! That's terrible.
2: <laughs> well, we might have to go off the diet just for that day. But <laughs> wow! Uh-
1: he'll, he'll, he'll go low carb the day after. So it's. Uh, that's you know, right. <laughs> yeah now, now dumb question for you Chris I don't mean to interrupt Joe uh, you know how, you know we look at the big block forward and the development that John coszy's done there and you know his heads his block you know that kind of thing do you see that in your future for the coyote I mean who's to say the bore spacing has to stay the same who's to say you know saying I mean you're thinking down the road and I'm just you know you know just Thinking out loud here. What do you? I mean, do you see that potentially being a 500 cubic inch version of this thing? What what do you think?
2: Oh, that would. Oh yeah. I I mean, I I lay in bed at night just dreaming of that. It's like, man, if we could just basically design our own coyote-based, you know, uh, overhead cam engine with bigger bore space and, you know, like you say, a 500 cubic inch with with overhead cam technology. Oh my gosh, it just it it'd be crazy.
0: That's exciting to a lot of people out there. I think a lot of people are going to stay up at night, and it's uh, it's a, d- d- a demand thing. Like, once you talk about it, then maybe people want it, and I think this project that you're working on is going to get us there, and I know that's why you're doing it, uh, to, be, to, to be that innovator. Why do you do that, Chris? Like, what about that aspect of... Uh, engine building. Not everybody chooses to innovate. They want to be the best in something that already exists or is uh, a path that has already been well-worn in. Why do you want to challenge yourself in this way?
2: I'm a glutton for punishment. (laughs) No, I mean, I just, I love new things, you know, and, you know, back in the day, you know, when my dad was still alive, you know, I remember when the modular engine was just coming out. And, you know, he says, you know, those things are junk. I'll never work on those things, you know? And then, I mean, look at me today, you know, (laughs) we're deep into it and it just, I love technology and, you know, I just, I don't know. It just, I just thrive on on making things better and going fast with, 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 you know, like newer parts. And it just, this style of engine just, it, it works so well. You know, I mean, when I first pull push a stick on the dyno, you know, on one of these engines and, and looking at the needle, you know, at the power numbers, I'm like, holy crap, you know. It just, it's, you don't believe it until you start working on them, and, and
1: it just, it's a very incredible piece of art, you know. Yeah, question I was going to throw at you, Chris, on that thing, uh, you know, having worked on all the, you know, the, the, you know, the shootout stuff that you guys do, but I, you know, you and I work on, other projects you guys that's not the only thing you guys do you work on everything but for the guys out there that are just working on the coyote itself you know not a shootout motor you know street performance is there anything you see is like a common thing you know hey guys are doing this wrong all the time or I always see you know they, they need torque plate it better they need you know what, what's the thing when the engines come into your shop you know is there anything that you see is kind of a common mistake that's being made well you know it it, it... You'd be surprised. A lot of guys, you know, with a
2: coyote block, they're they're not torque plating them, and it just, you know, uh, you definitely have to use a torque plate like any other, you know, block out there. And you know, a lot of things where I see going wrong is people overthink it. You know, they 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 figure, man, we got to add a lot of you know a lot more spring pressure to this because you know we're going to be. You know, putting bigger cams in it, and we're going to be revving it higher, and it just the valvetrain and the, these engines are, are are so well built that you don't need a ton of spring pressure. You know, because you see, you constantly see guys breaking chains, and and you know, and it it, it just man, I, like I said, we knock on wood, we very seldom have a chain problem. And like I said, we rev our engines to ten thousand six hundred RPM, and it just—we don't have a
1: chain problem. But it, it just you don't overthink it. That's awesome. Thanks for bringing that. I appreciate that. That was something I didn't know, and now I will say I do.
0: <laughs> and that's why people listen to Hidden Horsepower and are rushing to Apple Podcasts to write a review of this episode. Spotify, SoundCloud. We appreciate all you subscribers out there. Now, Chris, this new project, Billet Whipple you've set it out there you got a goal where does a company like total seal come in when you're not dealing with stock eliminator style rules like what how do you put the pressure on keith jones oh i i you
2: know, i send him you know he probably hates my text, but i send him texts you know all the time hey i need rings like this you know can you do it you know and and he never tells me no he's like we can do that and and uh, we'll get it done and we'll get them to you you know and i tell you what uh, it's Total Seal is a great company to deal with, and they're, they're always innovating in the ring seal and, 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 and cylinder seal, and it just, I don't know, it's, it's great to work with Keith, that's
1: for sure. Uh, and, and right back at you, Chris, I mean, it, it's guys like Chris that, you know, that, that help us or push us to do a better job, to make a better product. Uh, I've said this before, you know, there's, I, I've never in all the years I've been doing this had somebody come at me and ask me for less. You know, I want less ring seal, or I want more drag, or I want. You know, it's it, it's never asking us for less. It's always, you know, can we do, you know, a ring that's you know thirty thousand thick that's going to handle three thousand horsepower. You know, it's they're always we're always being challenged, and it's guys like Chris that challenge us, and and we'll just say and I'll say thank you for challenging us because it makes us make a better part.
2: oh we we appreciate it very much. It's uh, it's n- nice dealing with a company that. uh We'll uh, bend over backwards for you and, and get you what you need.
0: There you go. And uh, at the end of each episode, I always ask engine builders and machinists advice for the next generation. Just a heads up, I am going to ask you that question because you've done so well. You know, you're winning Indy three times, IHRA Mountain Motor Pro Stock. You're, you're, you're a driver. You're an engine builder. You're kind of that old-school character that does it all, and uh, people really... Uh, enjoy seeing that. But we're in a real weird uh, time in that there's a transitional period from the old guard to this new generation that's coming on. And they need to know the right way to do things. And there's, you can get down that wrong path. You can certainly learn from the mistakes that other people have made uh, as opposed to making them yourselves. Then again, there are people who like to make mistakes themselves. I guess that's the best way to learn. But uh, before I ask you that, I do want to know your general opinion of you know where we are right now in terms of engine building machining the product racing like we're coming in off a tough hit this past year with the pandemic that keith brings up and we talk about on a fair amount of time here everybody's doing it but racers seem to want to race and they want to get back out there and, and normalize so what are you guys seeing business-wise on the ground out there with your customers and the demand to go fast
2: well you know it's crazy you know i i in the beginning of all, you know, especially this year, I, I thought, you know, we are going to suffer and man, I, we are, we are, we have been so busy this year and everybody I talk to and manufacturers I need to order parts from and everything is, is they tell me the same thing. It's like, it's, it's crazy. It's just, everybody wants to go racing. And, um, I think, I think it's going to continue on. You know, I've, I've, I've been getting many of phone calls, people already looking for next year, what they're doing, um, you know, and you know we're we're still got a lot of factory stock customers that uh, we're going to do engines for, and we're going to be there helping them. And and you know I'm not giving up on that program. It just you know I want our customers to go back out to NHRA and uh, and win a championship. And my uh, God, we're going to do it again.
0: Kevin Skinner looking pretty good as he gets more laps with the new rules, and uh, it seems that he's gotten to where you know back where he's even at least uh it seems like and so yeah more laps figure figure things out and uh advance the ball keith final question for chris before i hit him with my uh, advice question
1: so it, it, as far as and you caught me off guard with that one by the way <laughs> So, it, as far as you know, future development on the coyote where i mean you're obviously all the billet parts where do you see the next big thing in that engine platform? Is it going to be, you know, in cylinder head, uh displacement, blower, all of the above? Where do you, where do you see the next big like you said, you know, you're on a seven heading for a ten. Uh where do you see that? You know, what do you see as the next big challenge?
2: Well, you know, uh Whipples, like I said, is working on some uh, you know, new supercharger uh um technology and uh there is so much there um and he he you know he tells me you know every, every night we talk and he tells me you know man we're working on this and we found this and it's just i i'm like putting numbers in my head going oh wow that's that's okay this gain that's that's this much gain and you know i know uh, mmr's working on a billet coyote cylinder head and i think that's going to be a game changer um I think uh, this is, it's just going to be uh, I don't know I'm hoping uh, I
1: got I got big plans and big hopes so uh, hopefully it all works out. That that's outstanding. I just want to throw this out not yelling Crystal. He'll curse me for saying this but when the Coyote platform first came out and he and I were just talking about these cars and the the horsepower potential and you know would we'll say after his his run in Florida and we saw the numbers that the car had there he told me flat he goes give me enough time I'll put one of these things in the 6s. And I truly think that Chris could have been the man to do that. I appreciate that, and uh, you know,
2: uh, I, I think for sure we can do that, and uh, um, time we'll see.
0: We shall see. Yep. Let me let me, uh, let me reverse the roles, Chris, since you've got an opportunity at Keith here in front of the whole world on the Total Seal Podcast. You got any questions for Keith that you want to throw out there? Given that uh, you know he's usually on the ask the question side of it, but. There's so much that goes into ring seal and making this power, and we've learned so much on the podcast. Maybe you've got something you want to ask him.
2: Seeing that I'm always, the, you know, kind of calling him and saying, "Hey, I'd like to have this." You know, uh, you got anything new uh, that you guys are
1: designing that uh, I might be interested in? Uh, well, you know, One of the things I've been playing with Chris is, you know, obviously, you know, you've already fl- you've been working with the gas ported top ring. And one of the things, and you're kind of solving that now with the block issue, uh, but one of the things that we always fight is, you know, you'll, not that aluminum block, but aluminum blocks in general, just bore distortion, how they move around. You know, it's real, real hard to keep an aluminum block straight and around, especially under the power levels and boost levels you guys are dealing with. So we're, we're looking at, you know, kind of combining technologies, working with our total conform ring. That's the one that had the inside radial slots, lets the ring kind of bend and follow bore distortion better, and gas porting it, so kind of a you know, gas ported, total conform, I think it helped take ring seal to the next level in these, give it that flexibility to follow the block as it moves around and the gas port to get the gas pressure behind it. So we definitely have, you know, we'll say something for you to test, uh, you know, as you develop this new engine.
2: Very nice. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Like I said, you guys don't quit. You know, you're always working on uh, newer and better uh, ring seal.
0: See yep. how about that? Look at that! Turn the table on you, Keith. You did, We weren't expecting that. I, I just came up yeah. with that.
1: <laughs> well, like like Chris, I mean, it, it's weird. I, you know, I, you know, he's thinking of the whole package. He's got to think about you know chassis setups and converters and transmission and exhaust. You know, the whole package. I'm thinking about piston rings. And you'd be amazed at what some of the crazy, stupid, whatever you want to call it, ideas that pop into my head at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I bet.
0: (laughs) Well, exactly. And uh, I think maybe we just came up with a new thing on the show for all future guests. Way to go, Chris Holbrook, on that. All right. So I like to think that if I was an aspiring engine builder, a young person that was going to go down the road of becoming a machinist that loved racing cars, hands-on mechanical type things, that I would be seeking out podcasts like Hidden Horsepower. I really believe that because that's where so much information and knowledge is gained now, digitally on the mobile device. Like, what can I listen to while I'm driving over the road or doing my job that I don't really like right now? And I like to think about that person. And I ask each one of our guests, like, hey, advice for that guy to get from where they are to get to where you are where you show up to work every day and deal with the stresses of life of course but love what you're doing and are passionate and are successful and not everybody can be that way so if you have uh, advice we'd love to hear it
2: well my advice is you know uh, definitely listen to this podcast because uh, I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing and um, it seems like everybody's I don't know nobody has common sense anymore so what I'm saying is just follow your common sense and listen to the people that's done things in life, especially in racing engines and building engines. And, you know, yes, you can have your own ideas, but you have to, you know, walk before you run and just kind of pay attention and, uh, learn from, uh, you know, the guys that have done it in the past and, and then grow from there.
0: Excellent. Keith, this was great. Chris, excellent job. We really appreciate you, all you've done with the factory stock showdown cars. But, frankly, when you posted that picture of the billet block, we got our, our engines sparking in our minds, and we wanted to speak with you here on Hidden <laughs> Horsepower. That that did a great job. And this is almost like a, you know, a breaking news episode, if you will, that we know you're working on a new project.
2: Well, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, look for some uh new videos and some new pictures on uh, Facebook, and uh, I'll keep you guys posted.
1: Yeah, thanks, Chris. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, again, the, you know, the listeners are going to love this, and, and I, again, I really appreciate you. You know, we'll say kind of you know, lifting the curtain up and telling everybody what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're the first to know that, but I think we're on the front end of it. And, and again, just what I really want to thank you and appreciate everything you do for us. Okay, thank you.
0: And there he goes, Chris Holbrook. Holbrook Racing Engines. Keith, that was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I you know, not to say that I, I knew that it would be, but I knew that it would be. Chris is such a great guy, so open, uh, not afraid to tell you what he's doing. He, he's just a real class act.
0: Yes, well, and that's what we want. And as this show evolves, the idea that. Uh, You know, we're talking to guys right on the back end of a project like with Kenny Duttweiler, or on the front end of a project like Chris, where he's trying to do things that haven't been done before and seeing where it goes. And that's a big part of this, Uh, the, the idea of the exploration and finding what's available. I can't help but think about, you know, the dual overhead cam setup versus the traditional pushrod V8 and all this stuff we've talked about in factory stock showdown this year, like, can they even compete against each other based against what he's, what he's talking about? Almost limitless potential.
1: Yeah. It, it's an, it's an amazing platform. Uh, you know, kind of to go with what Chris said, what his dad said, you know, about the early engine, the original mod, you know, I think a lot of us are kind of scratching our chin, looking at that thing originally, but when the coyote came out, and that's a game changer, that was a, that, that was we'll just say, a significant upgrade thank you Ford
0: thank you Ford exactly and uh, you know the rumor mill says that maybe the other uh, manufacturers have got something coming in the in the pipeline now that they've seen what uh, what can what can happen uh, he also very complimentary towards you guys and what you're capable of for our listeners out there who are interested in uh, figuring out what will work best for them lay it out
1: Oh, absolutely chris is again we're you know we're constantly striving to do new do better push the next innovation like I was talking about that you know the you know the, the gapless you know total conform combination it's guys like chris that you know let us get those ideas out there put them in something test them race them get them back in get a look at them see how everything looks i mean we can only do so much testing and development work we don't have all those different kinds of engine platforms and it's guys like chris that'll let us you know take that idea turn it into reality you know throw it out in the field and if it works great hey if it doesn't hey we go back and try again and he's one of those people that lets us do that.
0: Amazing stuff. Keith, great job, as usual. I was really thrilled for this one. We're on a run. We've had some really great guests over the past couple of weeks. I'm getting so much positive feedback about the podcast. I know everybody is sharing it amongst their friends and doing their best to get the word out about Hidden Horsepower. It's right there on Total Seal's website, TotalSeal.com. Got a brand-new website. Great stuff. I want to thank you, my friend.
1: No, th- No, no, thank you.
0: Ha ha ha. He's Keith Jones, Director of Technical Sales at Total Seal. I'm Joe Costello. Keith, thank you so
1: much. Thanks everybody. Thanks for you know tuning in, listening. Uh, as Joe said, check us out, totalseal.com if you have any questions you know, drop us an email, give us a call. Uh, we're here to answer your questions directly. We want to know what you're doing, what you're working on, and make sure you get the best rings for it.
0: There you have it. Remember, more episodes of Hidden Horsepower by Total Seal, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, the TotalSeal.com website. My name is Joe Costello. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at wfo Joe. WFO Radio is my other podcast where we talk NHRA, drag racing, and all kinds of fun stuff. Check that out as well. And we'll see you next time on the next edition of Hidden Horsepower by Total Seal.